0: This is Chris Hislop from the Montana World Affairs Council, and this is What, So What, Now What, the international affairs webcast for the Zoom Fatigued, where we connect you with an expert, and in five minutes, you become the expert. Today, I'd like to welcome Mick Mulroy. Mick is a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for the Middle East. He's also a retired CIA paramilitary operations officer and United States Marine. He's a senior fellow and co-director for the Yemen Steering Initiative for the Middle East Institute, an ABC News national security analyst and co-founder for the Lobo Institute. Mick, thanks a lot for coming. Welcome to the show.
1: Great to be with you, Chris.
0: Mick, a lot has happened in the last 20 years and in the last 20 days in Afghanistan. Could you give us your views on the future of Afghanistan?
1: Uh, absolutely. And, uh, and just so your uh, audience knows, I served in Afghanistan for around two and a half years uh, in my capacity as a CIA officer. So um, looking to the future, we have to at least understand how, uh, what we did in the past uh, to the extent that after September 11, when the United States uh, and our coalition partners, NATO, uh, went into Afghanistan, our mission was to remove the Taliban from power uh, because they had allowed uh, Al Qaeda a terrorist organization to operate from their territory and attack us. Uh, In the process of that um, involvement of the U.S. and the West in Afghanistan, a lot of things changed there. So uh, much of the country was electrified. Uh, Much of the uh, country uh, started going to school. And uh, women's rights um, were at an all-time high for that country. I mean we we saw women actually uh, equal men in the university uh, in Kabul and we saw a female mayor of Kabul uh, unheard of of course, uh, prior to uh, the West's involvement. So now we're in a situation where the Taliban's taken back over um and I think we're already seeing all these things change so um, the future unfortunately does not look good. Um, the Taliban's already Delivered edicts that women should no longer show up to work. Uh, they will no longer be allowed to go to school in the capacity that we would view school. I'm sure they will come up with something uh, along the line as uh, this: what only what women should be able to learn is their now uh, the sole uh, education that they will receive. Uh, we're also seeing, of course, the Taliban um, prove its uh, connections to terrorist organizations. They have in- in put a Ministry of Interior individual who is on the U.S. and the U.N.'s uh, list of terrorists. Um, they actually have a five million dollar award from the FBI on the Ministry of Interior. Uh, and we saw from the attack right before we left by ISIS uh, Khorasan that killed thirteen of our of our uh, military men and women and one hundred and seventy innocent Afghans um, that that organization, which is a spawn out of Al Qaeda is already operating fairly freely in Afghanistan. So, uh, we're, we're batting, you know, zero for two right there uh, when it comes to human rights, particularly women's rights, uh, terrorist organizations being able to operate freely. Uh, the other factor that I think that, uh, that we should know about, um, and talk about is, is the promises that the United States made to Afghans that worked hand in glove with us for the last 20 years uh, fighting against the Taliban. So I know much has been made about the fact that the military, the Afghan military fell so quickly, but I can tell you as a guy who spent uh, a lot of time fighting right next to him, uh, they did fight the Taliban and they've lost uh, almost 66,000 um, Afghan soldiers fighting the Taliban. And that's, I think that shows more than anything you could ever say that they had the dedication to do this. Uh, we owe them, we promised them, it's called a Special Immigrant Visa. That's a program that the United States came up with. There's criteria. We told them that if they met the criteria that they would be eligible and we would honor that. So uh, we're in the process of doing that. I'm in a group um, that's called Dunkirk. Uh, if you're familiar with that historical reference, it's when the Brits using civilians and volunteers, uh, large, saved, uh, their army, um, from annihilation, uh, by the Nazis. So uh, that's where they get the term. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of groups out there, a lot of great, uh, mostly vets started these groups that had a personal connection and they've done, uh, really Herculean efforts to get Afghan partners out of Afghanistan, both while the military is still there and now continuing when, uh, this is, this, Process is taking place overland, getting into Pakistan, Tajikistan, and then get on to the United States, only people that have the actual visas. And for those that are concerned that uh, some of these people might not be the type of people we want coming to the United States, uh, I can just say from my personal experience, um, the people that fought alongside the United States against a group like the Taliban represent the best ideals of what I think it means to be American and fighting for individual rights and freedoms uh, and believing in it and to a point where you risk your life. And so that's the people, and the vetting process is very good. So uh, I think that's important.
0: And Mick, um, all of that now well known, what does it mean for us? Why should Montanans or Americans know and care about what's going on in Afghanistan now and in the future?
1: So the most immediate reason would be the terrorism threat. So we left $83 billion worth of material. A lot of it was weapons, ammunitions, and uh, military equipment. So the Taliban is now one of the best equipped militaries in that region, uh, which is hard to believe. I mean, when we first fought them in 2002, uh, they were just a militia. We fought them the entire time we were there. They're militia. Now they have tanks armored personnel carriers, helicopters to the extent they can actually utilize them and night vision devices. So they're they're much more significant force and it would change the calculations on how we conduct counterterrorism operations there. You're going to hear a lot about the term over the horizon. Uh, It just simply means we're coming from a country that's far away trying to conduct operations in another country. So we'd be coming out of Kuwait and Qatar and that's about 1000 miles We have, of course, aircraft, as you know, Chris, we have aircraft that can do that. The problem is we don't have any intelligence assets that I know about that stayed behind. We lost the entire uh, network. So it doesn't really do you any good to send even a most advanced aircraft to an area if you don't know what it is you're going after and where they are or when they're going to be there. So I I unfortunately think... uh, Uh, What we saw as the strike that occurred at the end of the time we were there that ended up killing uh, 10 innocent people, including some of the main person who actually worked for the United States, uh, United States NGO. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of that uh, based on the fact we have no information or really difficult ways to get information that are coming out of the cancer. So I think that's the biggest threat. They could reconstitute. We just saw public statements by the CIA saying within one to two years, Al Qaeda could have the same capacity that existed before we were there, and it's all up to them on whether they attack, because we might not have any information. And so, unless Al Qaeda and ISIS completely change the purpose of their organization, which is to attack the United States, I would su- suspect they're going to try to do that, and I think that's the biggest concern.
0: It's a grim picture indeed, Mick, um, but thanks for the straightforward view and your expert analysis on the future of Afghanistan. Mick Mulroy from the Lobo Institute, thank you very much for joining us today, and thanks again to our generous sponsors at the Dennis and Phyllis Washington Foundation, Allegiance, and Stockman Bank for helping us bring these programs to you. Thanks, everybody. Look for your Facebook live feed. We'll be on again next week a couple times on current events. Till then, goodbye.